Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Healthy choices and life choices as well. We bought 13 uniforms to include steel toe boots. I was raised to be a giver, and I'm real big on giving because my mother, um, well, just because of her, she, she raised me to give. And how adamant he is about supporting his mom and his family. Really take this seriously because these are very, very serious things, and you don't want to get nobody hurt if you're just messing around with Sure. You. Damian Baker had dreams. At Christian Brothers College High School, he was a star player in an undefeated championship CBC football team. And after college and more football, he returned home with a mission. He wanted to start a career in construction and joined a local labor union as an apprentice. But Damian's plans were tragically cut short. Last summer, on July 3rd, he was killed in a shooting just south of Bush Stadium. He was 25 years old. Today, Damien's dreams live on and in others. After his death, his mother, Anna Marie Baker, created the D-Bake Foundation, which aims to help people develop skills to put them on a path to a career. Here to talk about that foundation, its mission, and the people it's helping, we welcome the founder of the D-Bake Foundation, Anna Marie Baker. Anna Marie, welcome to our show. Thank you. Anna Marie, we'll talk about the foundation and kind of uh, get into the construction part of it in just a bit. But first, let's learn about your son, Damien. Who was he? Um, my bright and shining star. He was um, an exemplary young man. He was uh, forthright, um, a positive and joyous individual. Mm -hmm. So um, I am grateful to God for allowing me to care for him while he was on this earth. Mm -hmm. So now before his untimely death, Damien was pursuing a career in construction. Anna Marie, tell us about that and what it was that drew him to that line of work. Well, his dad and I had both been in construction. So we grew up, he grew up around construction. His Uh dad was a local 42 union member, and I was in accounting at Clayco so many years ago, um, which got us all in the construction bug. Um, But two months before graduation, he decided that um, he had a mission here in St. Louis, um, and that instead of staying on the East Coast, he was going to come back home. Mm -hmm. And so he did Um, He came home and directly joined local 42 um, laborers um, and then ultimately was also a member of local 513 heavy equipment operators. So he truly was a dual car holder, which is really unheard of in St. Louis um, these days. It used to be really prominent back, you know, some 30 plus years ago. But it's really kind of unheard of. But he was really um, adamant about learning um, and then making the opportunity available for other individuals that had a passion for construction. Right. Mm-hmm. So in 2021, Damien shared 
a vision for an organization with you. And it, it was a dream that has become the DBake Foundation. Talk with us about what Damien had on his mind and his heart. Sure. Um, 2021, he came to my bedroom and almost beat my door down, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he came in very excited about this thought process he had about changing or making available the opportunity to teach the basics in construction. Um, He thought that there were not enough black and brown people on job sites, nor women. When he went to job sites, he felt like they were missing. Um, And he began to research and understand that there were many um, reasons why, um, but mostly that the opportunity just wasn't made available. And Mm -hmm. so he asked me to start researching how do we develop a workforce training program through a non-for-profit. And so that was my charge, um, to find the business aspect okay. of it all. <laughs> and he was going to actually find the teachers and do the training. Okay. So mm-hmm. he gave you some homework to do. He did. He always gave me homework, though. <laughs> <laughs> he always put me to work. <laughs> so it was in January of 2022 that he was thinking about establishing a nonprofit. Correct. In January of 2022, well, 21, he comes up with the idea. January of 2022, he puts us both to task and say, I think we've done enough research. I, in one year, I'd like to have this established and off the ground. So it really was my next set of homework right. to ensure that in 12 months he was going to have this foundation. We hadn't named it. Uh, we just were doing the back end work to it all. Mm-hmm. And then as we've already said, um, July a 2022, um, Damien's untimely death, um, you know, was brought to our life. Um, but he was very adamant about just construction, his life, being a leader, being mentoring. Um, he was still very active in doing those things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I felt it to be something that I could kind of carry the torch. So he was really thinking about building in many ways and building to last. Absolutely. Yeah. So you created this foundation you know, in the shadow of tragedy. Tell us about the DBIC Foundation. What is sure. it and what are its goals? Um, so first it is um, just for me, so it's just so people understand that it's my pain to purpose, um, that number one, Um, It is to create opportunity for underserved communities and people to have access to basic pre-apprenticeship skill sets to the construction industry. Mm -hmm. And that is the the goal, is to get them equipped? Equipped, skilled, um, to be presented to contractors, employers, local unions for employment, mm-hmm. for, for, for career. For career, for not career. jobs. Not just jobs, just then, career. So let's talk about the pre-apprenticeship classes. It has been a very busy spring for yes. the DBIC Foundation. And these apprentice, pre-apprenticeship classes are organized by your foundation and the St. Louis Construction Contractors Assistance Center. They are my partner. So yes. what is a pre-apprenticeship? It is the it is the uh, prelude to apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So when you come into unions and most contracting jobs, you start out at the very bottom, and that's an apprentice um, to 
to be afforded a pre-apprentice, you're you're kind of jumping the line a little bit mm. because you're getting some skills that you wouldn't normally receive until you're on the job site. Mm. This is our goal is to bring familiarity, skill sets so that when you are on the job site, you're just not lost. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what kinds of support are participants with DBIG getting during their training that isn't typically part of you know, pre-apprenticeships elsewhere? Um, so I can speak directly to um, MOCAN, St. Louis Construction um, Career Center, and DBIG. We are looking to impact the overall student. So if you're if you're on parole and probation, we're talking to your parole officer, we're sending letters out to ensure that your support team um, is aware of the program and to be a help to you. Mm-hmm. Transportation, bus tickets, things of that nature. There's a uniform required. Um, and we do pay a weekly stipend. We pay a $100 a week weekly stipend mm-hmm. and then a $200 graduation bonus. However, uh, some of these individuals are just met with challenges that $100 needs to be put somewhere else, mm-hmm. maybe to pay a bill or something to that degree. So we purchased uniform. Um, this particular class, we we bought 13 uniforms to include steel toe boots um, and their complete um, attire. We will also supply them with basic tools at the end. Um, they'll have a tool belt that will have their hammer, their tape uh-huh. Measure. Um, so that as they go into their first level of their career, they're a bit prepared. Um, and, and we we don't want to have obstacles. So right. if there's a hammer that needs to be purchased, we want to get that done so that yeah, you can succeed. Those tools are not cheap. Not I mean, at all. <laughs> not at all. Now, one of the participants in these classes is Cameron Stewart. 19, a fairly recent high school graduate, and he's here with us in studio as well. Cameron, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you for having me. No, thank you so much for being here. Now, before you joined this cohort at DBake, you were like a lot of recent high school graduates trying to figure out what to do next and looking at different options um, that included looking at the military. How was it that DBake got on your radar? Well, it's funny you asked. Um, <laughs> I guess I was working too many jobs, and my mama didn't want me, you know, really working that many jobs. So okay. she sent me a flyer, which thankfully um, I looked at it and took the time mm-hmm. to reach out to Miss Anna Marie. Um, and I gave it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So she wanted me to have something under my belt other than, you know, working at McDonald's or doing basic door dashes and stuff like uh-huh. that. So, yeah. And was there something in particular that Anna Marie said to you that made you decide, this is something I want to do? Well, ain't nothing really that specific, uh-huh. but I can tell you she told me plenty of things. Okay. And by her body <laughs> language and her uh, energy, sure. you know, this is very serious to okay. take, you know. And what are some of the skills that you focused on in your training? Hmm. It's good you asked that because there's a plenty of things that we worked on. I don't know what she's going to be teaching for the next classes, but uh-huh. for my class, we spoke on, um, you know, basically time management. Um, we talked about using basic tools, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Healthy choices and life choices as well. Okay. And that's just a little bit of it. I don't want to give out all the details. Sure, sure. But, um, 
you know, th- those things are very crucial to learn in, in the classroom mm-hmm. and being in the, in the business. Yeah. yeah. Now, Cameron, we weren't sure you were going to be able to join us Neither for today's show. And that's because you got some really great news recently. Yes. Could you share that with us? Uh, I did uh, recently just get a job. I'm, I'm sorry, no, that's not proper grammar. Um, I recently <laughs> just got a job. Uh-huh. Um, I will be getting a call back on Thursday um, for more further information about it. Okay. So, yes, I have no information about it right now, but okay. I have, I've i gotten a little spot somewhere. So what kind of work is it that you'll be doing? Um, Painting and carpentry. Okay. Yes. So when you got that news, how did you feel? Hmm. I felt... I feel like I got something. I finally got something nice under my belt, you know, uh-huh. something real good that I can be proud of myself about, yeah. you know. Well, and your mom was the one who gave you the flyer. Yes, was ma'am. she particularly happy about this? Absolutely. Okay. Me and my mother, we works, we, we're right now working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in medical school right now, and uh-huh. I'm working on uh, construction okay. and getting my certification as well. Yeah. Yep. There's some mother-son stuff going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what are you looking most forward to with this next step? I was raised to be a giver, and I'm real big on giving because my mother, um, well, just because of her, she she raised me to give because mm-hmm. not a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, so maybe if I can fix up my community, I can probably give back to the ones that don't have it, you know? Yeah. So literal fixing and... Yeah. Also figurative too. Yes. Do you have any bit of advice for folks listening who are curious about taking a path similar to the one that you've started on yourself? Absolutely. Um, take this seriously if you really want it. You know, it, it's real cool to nice. Uh, it's real nice to you know goof off around once in a while, but mm-hmm. really take this seriously because these are very very serious things. And you don't want to get nobody hurt if you're just messing around with. Sure. It. Um, another thing is. Um, they will be dropping down on drug tests. So they'll do that all the time. Uh-huh. So if you want some of that stuff, you lay off of it, please. Yeah, It'll save you. And but, we've had conversations on this show about that as well, particularly yes. you know, specific to the trades. Now, Anna Marie, you've been smiling throughout my conversation with Cameron. Why is that? Well, it's interesting. Um, when Cameron walked in um, my building for the first time, I immediately said to my assistant, I said, did God just send me a Damien lookalike? <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know if you've seen pictures of Damien, but Damien and Cameron favor quite a bit oh, in their wow. physical appearance okay. and his demeanor, his kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, it definitely was like Damien all over again walking in the building. And then um, as I got to know Cameron, particularly understood his relationship with his mom and how adamant he is about supporting his mom and his family. It just reminds me a lot of Damien and myself. So, um, you know. That's really beautiful. It I'll is. have to go in and take a look at the photos. Yeah, you'll the have photos to take and do the a photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anna Marie, Cameron just mentioned drug testing. Yes. And, you know, Missouri has just legalized cannabis for recreational use for yes. folks who are 21 and older. Yes. And a lot of people are indeed now recreationally using cannabis. Yes. Now, to what extent are employers that you have been in contact with 
still looking at drug testing as a uh, as a requirement. And do you think that they're missing out on a population of good employers, maybe by putting undue focus on that? I do. Um, so employers still have the choice um, to drug screen or not. Um, they have the choice to drug screen and identify certain um, substances or not. Um, so we have to be clear about that. And then we have to be clear that THC marijuana is still a federally illegal drug. Mm-hmm. And so um, um, definitely. So we, we do have minimal requirements, right? High school diploma, valid driver's license, copy of your Social Security card, and a clean drug screen. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do believe in my position on it um, that we are missing out on a great population of individuals, not just in the construction, but overall in our workforce. This is the demographic of individuals, um, whether it's recreationally or medically. I mean, these things have been proven to help people in their ailments. And um, balancing that need of medicine to them being able to have a solid career, I think our employers have to open their minds, open their eyes, and figure out how we touch this demographic. It's People are hiring everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, there's a now hiring side. Right. Because there are these um, requirements that are, that really keep out so many of our um, employable people, citizens. Right. Mm-hmm. And on that point of who is employable mm-hmm. and notions about who is and isn't, I'd like to hear a little bit about the people who are finding these classes. Now, last week, we also spoke with a woman named Renee. Yeah. She's overcome a lot in her life, and that included getting sober and spending more than a decade in prison. Yeah. And she said that she hasn't had a, quote, real job in about 20 years. So how does DBIC help people like Renee? So we definitely accept individuals like Renee, um, First and foremost, it's not just construction. We spend about a week and a half on life skills, wraparound services. We get to know each and every one of our participants on a one-on-one basis. We do have one-on-one interviews with them all the time. And so as we learn about them and find where they need, we look to connect them with those other resources that may not be available at the DBAKE Foundation, mm-hmm. right? Um, however, um, I then spend time, again, with just, okay, where do you need to go? Mm-hmm. What you, you haven't had a job in 20 years. So what are your interests? And it may turn out to be, um, I, I'm graduating a young, or was about to graduate a young lady that really wanted to be in nursing, but she just didn't know where to find, Okay, you know, find herself, yeah. right? And so my goal is to really help them find themselves. Mm-hmm. And if it's by way of you coming through my construction discipline, so be it, yeah. right? Um, but what we do is we give them some job readiness skills, some life skills. We have them, they build a doghouse. They, they touch, see, and realize that this is an opportunity. Yeah. This is why Renee was... Higher this right. morning. This morning. This morning. That's great. That's why she could not be here. That's correct. Just to wrap up here, Anna Marie, if 
Damien were here today, what do you think he'd want to tell participants in the program that bears his name? Ah, good, good question. So first, um, be focused, he would say to you. Mm -hmm. He would say, be diligent about what you found in your heart to be your passion. And that if it were construction, take it seriously, as Cameron said. These are life-changing moments. This is a life-changing opportunity. Um, It it is a career in construction that could be had, not just a job. Anna-Marie Baker is the founder of the DeBake Foundation, and Cameron Stewart is a participant in the DeBake classes. will be starting a new job very shortly. Anna-Marie and Cameron, thank you so much for being here today. Thank Thank you for having us. You can find a link to more information about the DeBake Foundation classes on our website. That's stlonair.show. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.